Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, welcome my friends. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live, archived, or if you have downloaded the show on iTunes or from the Stitcher app. Thank you all. Much love to you. Just a quick reminder, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. I am really looking forward to all the great guests we have lined up for you so they can give you and share with you a lot of helpful tips and information. So this show is intended to be thought-provoking and for information purpose. All the guests that come on the show are professional in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page. And you can also contact me directly if you like by visiting my website at www.coachingbyria.com. That's at www.coachingbyria.com. And I can provide you with all the information you need. But just quickly, before we get the guest on the, on the air, I like to set my intention, as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really up to you. So all I ask of you on the show is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? And remember, you know, every day is a new day. Every moment is a gift. Every moment is a new moment. So make the best of every moment. Make the best of every day and celebrate it as a brand new day this year. So let's make it fabulous one. And we're going to take a short break and we'll bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. Thank you. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much again for joining us. And uh, today I will be um, most likely be your guest as well. I have a contributor that might be dialing into the show today to give us their insight on the topic today, which is intuition. And uh, I'm going to tell you what inspired me to talk about intuition today on the show, but uh, I the title of the show is Intuition as a Magical Phenomenon or Perception via the Unconscious. So what is intuition? And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because intuition was said to be defined as the ability to acquire knowledge without the use of reason. Intuition often conceived as an inner perception 
real lucidity or understanding. It would also, they also said that intuition provides us with views, understanding, judgment, or belief that we cannot in every case empirically verify or rationally justify. So let's start by a simple um, definition here. I mean, I throw a lot of things at you here. And I know Albert Einstein said the only really valuable thing is intuition. And uh, most of us, when we think about intuition, we either think about psychic power. Um, when we think of a psychic, we think it's like, oh, they have intuitive ability. Um, or we might think of intuition as our gut feeling. So I have to put a like shed a light on this, and I'm also going to tell you why I decided to talk about this this topic here, because in my coaching practices, when I talk with my guests, uh, I mean with my clients, and I ask them a lot of series of questions, and this is you know how coaching works, um, because remember you always have the answer, you just never been asked that question, or you don't know the right question to ask. So one of the questions that I always constantly ask my clients are any insight this week and most of the time I get no or I get like maybe you know something that they notice um, so what is insight to me intuition are real inner insight it's things that come to us um, whether it's on a conscious level or on the unconscious the subconscious level they are there um, and whether we follow with these insights, we try to question these insights and uh, um, without judgment, you know, this is the problem with a lot of times we say, oh my God, I should have listened to my gut feeling. You know, have you, how many times have you heard people say that, you know, you probably said it yourself. I know I have, you know, and I said, oh my God, I should have listened to my gut feeling. I knew I should know better, but we don't listen. But. I really want to go in detail about this and I want to kind of also, you know, explain the difference between gut feeling and intuition. Um, but let's, let's take a little bit, you know, a closer look at, at uh, gut feeling, okay? Gut feelings, it could be sabotaged by an, an old um, experience, um, something that had happened in, in the past where you like the second example you met somebody and you just say oh my god i i don't have a good feeling about this person so you try to stay away from that person but if you ask the question why do you think you have a negative feeling so here here's what i'm trying to say here you know a gut feeling could be something positive or something negative it's the it's the mind trying to protect you in a sense of like, okay, you know, you better, you better be careful because this person has some negative vibe about them. So maybe you don't want to deal with them. But if you ask the question, why does that person have a negative feeling? Why do I have a negative feeling about them, about that person? And you, you're going to come up with some of these examples. You know, you can come up with your own as you're listening to the show today. You can also, you know, I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to, you know, dial in, I see some people in a, in a switchboard here. But if you want to, you know, dial in and, and, and ask questions or comments or anything like that, you can call me at 626-213-5773. And I also have a little chat room open here. 
Um, and uh, you're welcome to put your comment or your um, your question, if you might say. <clears throat> Pardon me, in the chat room, I see my uh, contributor uh, in the switchboard, and I hope he'll be joining us shortly. So thank you for being here, Kirk. I appreciate you. Um, so anyway, so back to that gut feeling thing. So, you know, it, I opened the show with talking about, you know, intuition as a magical phenomenon or perception that is an inner perception, that is something that comes from within. But a lot of time when you talk to somebody about intuition, they always say, you know, intuition is really has to do with a psychic ability. Somebody has intuitive ability. But you also hear the term gut feeling related to an event or, or, or feelings. It's a feeling, you know, after word gut feeling. You know, if you follow chakras, that's really your third chakra. It's like trying to protect you, right? Your solar plexus. You know, saying like, well, you know, you got to be careful there. But what makes that gut feeling valid or not, whether you should be listening to that gut feeling or not, and most of the time we don't. And this is what, you know, I love to hear from my contributor today, you know, about this, you know, why we don't listen. But if you take a look at a gut feeling in general, right? So we talk, we give an example about a person that you met and you had this like negative, like your gut feeling telling you is like, oh no, I don't feel good about this person. So what I ask you to do, instead of just listening to that gut feeling automatically without questioning what that gut feeling is telling you, you should ask, why do I think this person gives me a negative vibe? Is it because they remind me somebody else? Is it because there's something about them that just doesn't line up for me or I'm expecting to be something differently? So you, you notice what, what's happening here? You're putting conditions, you're judging, you're basing it on the past history. Okay, intuition is a lot different. I mean, I can tell you gut feelings is, is one of the tools, obviously, um, of intuition if you look it up. But intuition is something a lot greater than that. And only, only when you tap into your inner true self, you will start having the ability to access your intuitive power. We all have it, but we just don't know how to use it. And I've mentioned many times to friends and people that I, 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 uh, I come in contact with, whether clients or just friends that we have in intellectual conversation, and I always say, you know what, I, I know I'm not a psychic, but how did I know that? You know why I know that? Not because I'm a psychic, it's because I listen. And I'm going to share with you a lot of different tips, you know, how to actually strengthen your intuitive ability to, to, to learn how to listen. You know, we do it through, you know, silencing the mind, you know, staying in meditative, you know, uh, um, stage for, for a period of time. And uh, um, also learn to take the judgment out because when you start taking judgment out, you're taking past experience out, you roll all of them out, you know this is your inner voice talking to you. This is not your mind trying or your, you know, if you want to say, you know, your head logic trying to tell you what well, this person reminds you of so-and-so that you did not like or this person smelled like someone you do not like to, you know, bring that memory back in here. And, uh, and, and so 
I also look at it in another way, and I'm going to bring on my my uh, uh, my friends and contributor here in a minute. I always say gut feeling can be distorted by past experience, like as I mentioned, or unresolved emotion related to your own life. So you got to question where it's coming from. But it's also the way I look at it, and this is from my practicing, you know, my, my coaching practice. It's where we feel comfortable. We stay where the comfort zone kicks in, right? So your gut feeling tells you all, don't take that step. Don't go to that trip or don't go meet that person or don't whatever. That's a logic, right? But what it's doing to you is actually limiting you. It's making you stay in your comfort zone because it's safe. I remember a, um, a quote, I don't know it literally, hard by hard, but it, but it's, it has to do with ships. Where they say ships um, are safe in the harbor, but ships were not designed to remain in the harbor. Ships were designed to sail, correct? So you gotta, you you know, you gotta get a little bit more deeper on on your, you know, um, like I always say, you gotta question everything. And uh, from that perspective, I'm gonna try to see if I can get my uh, my uh, friend Kirk here online. And share with us from his perspective, perspective as a past um, psychic, um, and he still has the psychic, and, you know, ability. But he used to actually practice. Say hello, Kirk. Thanks for being here. Hey there. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> I, I thought you'd well, be a great person to have in as a contributor to this topic, which I don't know if you were listening from the beginning. You know, as far as the difference between intuition and and, and uh, gut feeling, and why most of us think when we we think about intuition, we think of it as a as a psychic ability. So, what you, what do you have to say about that? And tell our listener a little bit why why would they listen and say, you know, you know this a little bit more <laughs> than anyone else? Okay, for those who don't know, I used to be a psychic. I was a psychic in the was it uh, Midwest of the United States, based out of Chicago. Then I moved to Arizona. I was there in Sedona for a short time, very short time. Then I moved to Phoenix and lived in Tempe for three years. Um, I pretty much quit because, unfortunately, most people have this thing about, uh, well, we always judge each other on higher standards than we judge ourselves. In other words, we're always looking for somebody to be perfect, and if they're not perfect, we drag them through the mud. Maybe not literally, but we drag them through the mud, figuratively. And uh, we don't hold ourselves to that same, uh, if you will, same level of critique. Uh, We're more forgiving of ourselves, usually, than we are of other people. And um, I, I try to tell people well, two things about being a psychic in the first place was there's too many people that will say, oh, uh, let's go see what the psychic can tell me. So it's kind of like your carnival sideshow act to a certain degree. Uh, and they don't take it seriously. And uh, then those are there are those, as you were talking about earlier in your show, that are looking for it and they say, oh, you have a gift, you have a gift. And I'm going, no, it's not a gift. It's just an understanding of what is. Mm. I could teach you how to do the same thing that I'm doing, and it wouldn't be all that difficult as long as you have the mentality to accept what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Or as you say, question it and look it up for yourself. But if you want to accept it and go with it, fine. You can check on it later or whatever you want to do, 
but I can still teach you how to do the same things that I'm doing. Matter of fact, you could probably even be better at it than me. You never right. know. And that's that's really true. And and I probably share that with you offline, you know, as a conversation between friends, you know, how sometimes I'm like, you know, I question the fact is like, wow, I mean, I know I'm not psychic, but I try to 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 explain it. But you know what? I think the key here and, uh, you know, I'm in fault in it as well. But the key here, when we put the logic in place, you know, the logic or your so-called brain or your mind is start to take you. Um, in a different places and it could be mm-hmm. good it could be negative because after all your logic's trying to protect you right you know I mentioned about the third chakra I'm trying to speak here from a scientific point of view so I don't really want to dig in too much into the chakra here uh, today but I wanted to explain it from a from a perspective that you know this is not a something that you think you know you have to uh, um, acquire it's within you Mm-hmm. But what you need to do is to learn how to practice being a little bit more intuitive or in other words, you might want to say, you know, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but, uh, you know, how to uh, um, strengthen your sixth sense because most of us know our five senses, you know, even with the five senses, I feel most of us, we don't even utilize the five senses, right? We don't really feel and see and hear things like this really you know, should be, we, we try to judge him, we try to put our own outside perception into it, we add a lot of flavor to their, their purity, right? So if we can even work with our God-given natural five senses, but also God give us also our sixth sense, so I don't want to say that it's not there, but the ones that we're familiar with, the one in the comfort zone, right? The five normal senses that we all know, Feel, smell, taste, touch, and hear, right? These are five senses. Most of us, we don't even know how to master these five senses, unfortunately. So I always say, you know, take one at a time and ask yourself, you know, am I listening really well? Can I hear what I can, you know, nobody's saying? Can I really hear what nobody's saying? No, because I've heard you saying that most of us, you know, listen with the intent to reply. You know, it's the same thing with, with, with vision, right? So this is one of the other senses we have, you know, that are all familiar with and we know that we all have. Most of us, I hope, you know, God, you know, provide us with, with, with good vision, whatever. Even the people who cannot see, they have an inner vision. But the bottom line is when we look at things, are we looking at it from our own perception? Are we looking at them from an angle that only suits our own, you know, ego, so-called, or our own, you know, way of wanting to see it. And that's why, I mean, I, I want to hear you, you know, what you think about that when it comes to the gut feeling, because, I mean, how many times we, we, we really, you know, experience that gut feeling things, right? And a yeah. lot of time we, we either listen to it or we don't listen to it. And then sometimes if it's negative, we always say, oh, my God, if it's something, you know, like I really should have listened to my gut feeling. Well, you should have listened, period. Whether it's your gut feeling or it's your intuitive, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I want to hear your, your, uh, um, your thought about, you know, do you think intuition and gut feeling is the same in your own perspective? I'm inclined to say that 
you're just talking about words, not you in particular, but we as a society, uh, we we tend to go gut feelings or I had a thought or it's just a ways to describe that I had some sort of awareness to something that was going to happen, something that was going on, uh, whatever the case may be. But let me address something that you were saying just a minute or two ago when you were talking about uh, the five senses. The problem basically with human nature is that we are, we've been taught and we're told every day, and if you're a parent or a teacher or whatever, everybody has this thing about teaching you that the only thing that exists is what you can sense with the five senses. But we were created, as you are saying, from our creator, however you want to say God in your own vernacular. We were created with the ability to communicate on a silent level through mm-hmm. intuition, through ESP, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. You have that ability. I, if you've ever been around dogs, now I'm an American lives in Mexico, and dogs down here roam freely. <clears throat> there isn't any leash laws, and you don't have to pick up the dog's excrement when you take them out or when they're out, whatever the case may be. You just have to watch where you're walking. So one night I was walking home from the neighborhood, uh, yeah, you know, store. Um, I guess they don't have those too much in the United States anymore. Everything is 7-Eleven or Oxo or whatever. But anyway, we still have neighborhood stores. You know, people own the stores. They own it. There's the money just goes to them, and that's it. Um, the I was walking home, and one of the neighbors down the street from me opened their gates to take in the car, and they have two big black dogs, and they generally never come out of their and out of their space. And I came walking around the corner, and here comes these two dogs running and barking at me like they're going to uh, bite me. And I stopped dead in my tracks, and I just looked at them, not out of fear. I just like, well, I have this theory. I can't outrun a dog, so if you're going to bite me, it's going to be on. It's you and me, and I'm going to be the, try my best to make sure it's me that walks away. And I just gave the dogs a look, and the dogs literally braked, turned, and ran back inside without me ever saying a word. Animals don't have a problem in trying to recognize well or rationalize uh, what is spiritual and what is physical. It is just is. But we as humans, we rationalize everything about, well, no, I can't believe that because that isn't something that I was taught or that's not something that I believe. I hear that one all the time. I don't believe that. Well, there's things that exist whether you choose to believe them or not. They exist. If you choose to ignore them, it doesn't go away. It's just you don't see them. You've chosen not to see them. You've chosen not to participate in that part of life. So to answer one more question, and I give it back to you, you're asking about what is psychic ability and what is intuition. And I used to explain this to people like this when I was practicing as a psychic. People would say, well, you have a gift. No. You have that, and you explained it even from the start of your show. You have an intuition. And every now and then you go, wow, I should have done this, or I shouldn't have done that. Ooh, I knew that was going to happen. You've, everybody right. has had that. Right. 
The only difference between a psychic and a person that just has those flashes of intuition is the psychic learns to tap into that and go, how can I get into this full time? Right. And that's the real difference. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, you know, I mean, the show is really, as as you know, you know, it's always intended to really um, be thought provoking and for information purpose. But the purpose also of the information is for you to question it. And to see, you know, how uh, how does it work in your life? And question, you know, have you been there? And what have you done about it? Because like I said, in my coaching practice, when I work with my clients, I ask this question every single time we talk, whether in person or, of course, on the phone, whatever. I always say any insights today. And I, you know, of course, you know, I'm beginning in my work with them. I always explain to them, what do I mean by that? You know, insight is something that comes to you Okay, that, you know, it's almost like I always call it, it is a gift. It is, it is gift because, you know, it's something that you're not used to. So it's like comes to you and you just say, you know what? Uh, oh, my God. I mean, take an example. I mean, this is how my insights used to come to me. So I'll look at something and then all of a sudden I read something into it, right? I mean, I'm not making like, you know, my own perception. I'm just saying like I saw a bus driving by me while I'm driving, and on the bus, it says something to the fact, you know, um, some advertising about this upcoming whatever event, right? And all of a sudden, I get this insight about something that I could be doing for, for me that will kind of like fit in into that. It's almost like that bus, it drove at that specific time. It lined up for me so I can read it, so I can get that insight, so I can put it into use. But. Most of the time, however, and this is what the but kind of like, you know, but there's a condition here. But no, we're not talking about condition. I'm thinking most of us, the reason we don't really tap into our intuition and we don't have that ability to, to practice, you know, being a little bit more intuitive, it's because those insights are not present for us. That means we're not conscious, we're not aware, we're not deliberate. Like my guest last week, you know, we live on a robotic you know, system, right? We automate it. We so automate it that we don't even think about how we got from, you know, A to B or B to C or whatever. So our vision, our inner inner vision, our inner, you know, intuition, our inner gut feeling, if you want to call it, it's not tuned in to that same, you know, um, uh, what do you call it? Frequency, right? So we don't see it. We don't notice it. So one of the things, you know, if I were to give you any suggestion or any tip on how to actually start a little bit being a little bit more insightful, a little bit more intuitive, or learning to be a little bit more intuitive, is to ask questions or just to kind of like pay attention or like one of the questions that brings me to be a little bit more aware and deliberate in this present moment is the fact is... Um, what's going on? What am I thinking? You know, how am I feeling? Like what's, you know, it's going to bring me to something. I'm telling you, it's just like all we have to do is really open our inner vision, our inner, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Sight, right? That's what they call an insight, right? It's like open it up and, and you can see amazing things happening. But it takes a practice like anything else. Like, I mean, you know, the, the, fortunately, you know, some of the, the, the senses that we have, like we were born into, we didn't really have to be trained to how to look, how to touch, how to feel, how this. They were automatic. 
right? They come mm-hmm. with our physical, you know, experience here as a, as a, as a physical being. But the sixth sense, it's acquire being insightful, being present, being conscious, being deliberate. So I'm going to take a little short break and I can, you know, because I always want to say, you know, I mean, there's so much stuff to cover. And I know we have a, a caller here to um, try to get him on the, on the show. Um, but, you know, you got to listen to yourself. You got to pay attention to how you feel. You got to respect yourself and trust yourself that you, whatever is coming to you, you know, it has a purpose for it, whether it's negative or positive. But you've got to question it. Where is it coming from? What does it mean? Like I always, like when I look at that, for instance, example about the, the, the bus, right? So I was like, what does that mean? What insight can I get out of this? It means something because I paid attention to it. Does that make any sense at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, so I had, sorry, I had the microphone muted because I was coughing a little bit. So. That's okay. That's okay. So when uh, stay tuned, I I see uh, Bob. I think on on the in the switchboard. Bob, stay tuned. We'll bring you on in a minute after we get back from uh, from the break. Please stay tuned. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Ria will return in just a few moments. had to say about the power of the spoken word. She said, I quote, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with deeper meaning, end quote. And that is the reason I made the decision to put my words into an audiobook. So please check out my spoken words in my new audiobook, Your Life, Your Way, The 10 Must-Have Goals to Improve Your Life. It's now available. You can either go to my website at www.coachingbyria.com and purchase it there. You can also download the book from iTunes by going to the link I provided in the show page or simply go to iTunes stores and put my name in the search, Coach Ria Wilkie, and you will be able to download the audiobook from there. And I do thank you all for doing so. And if you um, like to write a review, please do so. And I'm always grateful to be in service. Thank you. Okay, welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm always delighted to be here live with you. And I haven't played this uh, this ad for a while, so I'm just to remind you guys that I do have a, a great audiobook that can uh, um, break down a lot of different topics. Uh, I mean, a lot of different areas in in your life that you can perhaps you know set some specific goals that could help you improve your life for the better. 
So, you know, it's it's there. So check out the website or the iTunes. And, and again, I really encourage you to write a review and comments. And, and I want to know how I can help you, too. So before the break, you know, um, I was speaking with my friend. Uh, he's also contributing to the show today. And we're talking about to wish intuition as a magical phenomenon or is it as a perception via the unconscious? So what is intuition and what's the difference between intuition and, and gut feelings? And uh, um, Kirk is a, is a former psychic, if I might say that, Kirk. Um, thanks for joining and contributing. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I, one of the, I suppose the things if that you I, said a former professional psychic, that might sound a little bit better because you don't actually. Oh, OK, I love like, that. So you tell me. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. Former professional psychic. Yes, of course. That's why, you know, you are contributing to the show today because of that particular fact that you are, you know, expert in that area. And I wanted to get your insight. As I mentioned before the break, insights. What are insights? Are they, you know, inner perceptions of things? I mentioned a little example about like me driving and, and seeing a billboard or advertising on a bus, you know, that, you know, just kind of like, you know, drove by me and it grabbed my attention. And you would think about like, why is it grabbed my attention? And there was something written on it. And then I, all of a sudden I get an insight from that. And uh, insights are very powerful. And I really want to, hopefully by the end of the show, we got about half an hour to go with this, that I can give you enough tips and information, you know, to get you to be a little bit more insightful. A little, you know, tap into your intuition and, and learn that, you know, intuition is, is something that you have. You know, I mentioned, you know, I mean, hey, who doesn't, you know, respect Albert Einstein? He said the only real, the, the only really valuable thing is intuition. And, you know, he practiced intuition. He had a lot of insights all the time to get him where he was, you know, as, as a person who left his mark in, in, in the, uh, you know, in the world. So um, we have Bob on uh, in a switchboard and Bob seems like he has his hands up. And we'll see what uh, Bob uh, has to say. Hi, Bob. Hi, Rhea. How are you doing, baby? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for calling. What's on your mind? Um, what's not on my mind? Uh, I hear what you're saying. I I know Kirk very, very well. Hello, Kirk. Um, hey. What's on my mind is uh, how do you make the transition between a perception and a phenomenon. Um, let's put it this way. Uh, how do you make your heart into, uh, into something that's into the stereotypes of the, of the world, which makes mm -hmm. you, creates you as a robot? Right. Well, if you, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how long, uh, see, I'm repeating the same sentence twice. I'm not sure when you dialed in, but I actually talked about in the beginning of the show about the fact, you know, when we started putting our own uh, judgment and, and our own perception into things, we, we, um, um, that's what they, you know, sometimes the gut feeling could be, could be in either negative or positive when we feel something. Uh, because we add our own perception to it. I give an example, like, you know, if you meet somebody and you have this, like, negative feeling about them and you said your gut feeling tell you this person is not good or even a situation, take whatever example that can be related in your own life and apply it there and ask yourself that question, why do I feel negative about this? 
Why am I gut feeling telling me not to go with it? Um, and you start saying, well, perhaps, I'm just giving an example, you know, hypothetically speaking. Um, again, you can apply this in your own life and see if that makes any sense in any situation you might want to um, think of. Well, maybe that person reminded you of somebody in the past, right? So past belief, past situation comes back and then comes up into someone else, right? So that's your own perception because you think that person, because they have a similar uh, traits or similar something about them, you know, personality perhaps, that reminds you of someone else that you had a bad experience with. So you automatically shut them off. So your perception was that person, this situation is no longer good. I'm not going to go for it. Or you might just say, well, you know what? I am going to listen to my gut feeling. I mean, or you're not going to listen to it and you're going to say, you know what? No, I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt uh, or the girl or whatever or the situation and then I'm going to see it through. But Unless you're trying to clear out your own personal perception, your own personal perception that is affected by your external world or your old belief or what you think about the situation, you're still going to be making the wrong decision. Even though that you listen to your gut feeling, if that makes any sense. Okay. Does that make sense? I'll be straight with you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Kind of far, but I can hear you. Okay. I I applied uh, for a job as a peer support worker today. And um, the minute I said I wanted to use my heart to help people, uh, to to use my emotion to to people, I could feel that all they wanted was actually a robot that says, I know the DSM-5, and I am all known. And I was like, okay, how do I translate that? This is a question to you, Rhea. How do okay. I translate my own experience full of okay. emotion, full of okay. feeling? To to the the professional world okay. that uh, expects uh, nothing but robots. Okay, here's two things that I see that are you know with all due respect to you that you're doing them not the correct way. Okay, and I want to say the wrong way or the bad way or anything. It's not the correct way in my own perception as a as a as an executive coach and somebody who's been in this, doing this for a long time. You, my friend, doing going about it in the wrong way. First of all, you gotta be attached. I know. I remember you calling one time, and we talked about that on the air before. You cannot bring your own emotions into something that you're doing professionally, or in any relationship to be, you know, to be in general. Okay, because now right. what you're doing again, right. just what I was saying. Allow me to finish if I could. When you do that, you not only adding your own perception, your own perception, hear me out here, not what, you know, so basically you either have to validate what these people that, you know, if you're doing social work and people have a lot of issues and a lot of problems and you bring your own emotion to the setting, you are not doing justice to yourself and you're not doing justice to the people that you're supposed to be helping. And why am I saying that? 
because it's not coming from a place of detachment. Your emotion has to be detached. You've got to look at their situation. You, they're looking up to you for help. Okay? You, they're looking up to you for help. So you've got to measure their situation based on their own perception. Not your, Not on what you think. I mean, I've been coaching and doing a lot of, you know, training for a long time. And I never, ever tell my clients what to do. And I never put my personal feeling into it. I've been in sales in many years too. I've done the same thing in sales. I don't take it personally. I don't put my personal feeling into anything. doesn't mean I'm a cold-hearted person. No. It means it doesn't acquire my emotions. It doesn't, you don't need to add your own emotion to anybody else's emotion. You know what happened when, when that happened? It just gets cluttered. It gets constipated. And there is, you know, the, the, the outcome is not good. It's pain. It's, you know, you got a stomach ache because you constipated. You constipated of emotion. You're not releasing. You got to release. You got to be able to detach yourself to be able to help somebody else. If that makes any sense. Um, yes, Kurt, you, need, you have to say something? Yeah, just going to say you need to help people deal with their own emotions, not deal with yours and theirs. Exactly. Basically with what you're saying right. in short. So, so let's go back to the to the to the topic of of. I hope that you know makes any sense okay, to you, Bob, okay. because I want to continue talking about intuition. If you know, if you have anything else, I would love to hear that. I'm feeling I'm feeling that um, if you have a client and you show your own emotion, it will cre- create an opening. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, no, it doesn't actually. It's it's actually the the other way around. There's a difference between sympathizing with somebody and empathizing with empathizing with someone. I can't even mm-hmm. use my English. You know, you gotta you know you gotta let them talk about their emotions. That's fine. If you know social work is not similar to coaching, by all means, it's totally different. But in a sense, when you know, when you're doing, you know, some social work or therapy or anything like that, people expressing their emotion, they want to talk about their emotion, they want to talk about their problem, and they look up to you as okay. a, somebody on the outside. You don't know why they came to you because you are not involved. If you were involved in their situation, you are not the right person for them. Does that make sense? It makes some sense. Um, okay. Well, think about it. Let's 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 see if I can, you know, point out some tips and hopefully with the help of Kirk too, we can we can get some suggestion on how we really become a little bit more intuitive and less, you know, um, self uh, um, sabotaging in the sense of like, you know, we 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 you know we tend to use like you know our own perception or our own uh, um, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, judgment per se to deal with things. In- instead, right, let's try. Right. Okay, I'm sorry I muted you out. Bob, you have to say something before we go on? May I uh, ask the question, when when do you shut down emotion when it comes to dealing with somebody else? Um, okay, I think you, 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 you're not realizing the fine line between your own emotion and someone else's emotion, and that's what you really need to work on yourself on a personal level. Um, is is the separation between your own emotion and someone else's emotion. Your own emotion has nothing to do with someone else's emotions and problems. 
Okay. That's all I got to say about that for now. But we can talk about this off the, offline if you like. But I really, you know, I, I, I like you to look a, deep, you know, a lot deeper to that, Bob. And hopefully, you know, with all due respect, I'm not trying to tell you how you're supposed to handle, you know, working with people. But look at him from a perspective, you know, having your own emotion added to someone's emotion is not the healthiest, the most effective way to deal with somebody else's problem. It just adds to it. That's all it is. So we'll continue with, with intuition and, uh, um, you know, and, and figuring out how to become more, you know, um, insightful, like I mentioned before. Um, and, uh, you know, any suggestion on your end before I, I continue, Kurt? Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess I can add something to this real, real quick, is that uh, what you're talking about, Rhea, is – uh, for Bob here, if you're still listening, is that what Rhea is telling you is that even as a psychic, you, when somebody comes to you and asks, I need to know something, and we're talking about someone who's genuinely coming to ask some questions, because I even changed the title from psychic to psychic, uh, well, I went to different variations of uh, psychic counseling or spiritual counseling, something along those lines, because I really didn't like the name psychic. But when mm-hmm. people are coming to you asking you questions, they're not asking you to give your feelings with it. It is, this is something that I have a concern about. What do you see that I should do? What will be my future? Whatever the case may be. And you always have to turn it back to them and go, this is what I see and it is still your choice because we're talking about the future. The future isn't written in stone. These are the possibilities for your future. Exactly. Very well said. I love what you just said. Possibilities. Yeah. They're not guaranteed. So, they are possibilities. And I think our action could make them, you know, obviously um, real, if I may add. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's the whole point right there is just your actions, your thoughts. Yeah. Something I saw today earlier was a little poster says, worrying is like praying for what you don't want. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. I kind of thought that was cute. But let me get back to something else real quick, because I know we're only running roughly just a short of 15 minutes for your show to end. Um, there's something I just extended that, a little bit just to give us a little room, because I see a lot of people in the switchboard, and I want to get as many people to, to you know, ah, on okay. the, online, too. So go ahead, Kurt. With this probably go right in because this you were talking about it just after we came off a commercial break and then you went straight into Bob so I didn't get a chance to say it but uh, I my if you will uh, ability to be a spiritual person came up to me as if as it was when I was about five years old I was about my father was six foot two and I was only about <laughs> up just a little past his kneecap kneecap and uh, one day he was talking to a friend of his, and uh, his friend was asking some questions about uh, something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was puzzled. My father didn't have an answer for him. And I'm standing there as a normal five-year-old, kind of bouncing around, but hanging on to my dad's pants legs. And uh, I just looked up, and I gave an answer. And my, friend, my father's friend looked at my father and looked at me, looked at my father again, and my father just said, I don't know, he does that all the time. For me, it was something that started earlier, but to go into something you said after that was ask questions mm-hmm. all the time. Always ask. 
Mm-hmm. When I, I grew up uh, in a Christian household, going to Christian schools drove me up a wall. That's why I'm no longer a Christian, but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, the thing that I used to study in going to a Christian school was they would always talk about the miracles in the Bible and this miracle happened and that miracle happened. And I, I know, we all look at it as a miracle, right? Yeah, and I used to look at my teachers and i go, are we just studying something that used to happen or do they still happen? Right. And she couldn't answer the question. Mm. So my thing was I started questioning more, but not in school because obviously I wasn't going to get an answer that I was going to Looking understand for, or right. accept. Yeah. Right. So I started studying it on my own and found out, yes, miracles still do happen. We still have the com- ability to communicate on different levels than just verbal or something that is auditory. So these are things that, as you say all the time in your show, question everything. Don't accept it just because somebody said it. Mm-hmm. Find out for yourself. Yeah, true. And before, yeah, <laughs> yes, thank you, Kirk. I really appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to be rushing you off, but I'm um, trying to get, like you said, as many people, and I see people are just lining up in the switchboard. But I just wanted to mention, I mean, one of the, one of the, the, the best way to actually um, um, really develop your own tuition is to really become more aware, more aware. And the more you ask questions, the more you're aware. The more aware of everything, of your thoughts, of your emotion, of how you feel, your sensation, you know, every day, not just one day, every day. You know, shake it off, you know, like just say, like, hey, what am I, what's going on? I mean, I practice it. I continue to practice it because it's very helpful. And with that being said, I'm going to try to see um, uh, four, five, seven, six, you are on the air, my friend. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. Oh, hi. I thought I'd have to wait longer. Um. No, I'm sorry for your wait, but welcome. What can we say? What's on your mind? Oh, uh, well, um, gosh, now I have like 20 questions here, but um, just Let's fascinating one. conversation. <laughs> I'm just loving it. So um, I've always been really intuitive myself, um, but also um, there's something about um, as far as other people go, um, I've always just had the ability to read somebody kind of automatically, and I think uh-huh. a lot of that is just um, sensing, you know, um, it's sens- sensory acuity, I want to say, or something like that, where you can read someone's face and just automatically pick up on, uh, you know, their how they're doing. What I had an experience so many years ago that kind of taught me a lesson, which I just wanted to share, was um, there was a girl at the bank, and she was just always miserable, just in a foul mood. She never smiled. She didn't even hardly look at you. So Mm -hmm. I just thought she hated me. And uh, one day I knew I was going to get this teller again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I don't want to get her. And I thought to myself, you know, just try something different today instead of just reacting to how she acts. So I just said, gosh, it looks like you're having a bad day. And all of a sudden she leans in and she's like, oh, I just hate working here. It's the most miserable place in the world. And we're, and don't you work for that one company and 
how is it there and are they hiring and I was like well actually yeah they are hiring <laughs> and uh you know she was just a great person she came and worked where I worked and she was fun and so all this time I thought she hated me and it didn't have anything to do with me Absolutely. I love that. Yes. I mean, see, you just pointed out something that I mentioned in the beginning of the show. You know, when we take the judgment out, our own perception of something, you see something a lot clearer than it is, right? Or Mm -hmm. it seems what it is. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. So now, do you consider to yourself to be, like, psychic intuitive, or you just consider to, to, you know, to, to, um, to feel like you're more insightful than, you know, I mean, what do you, what do you think Um, when you, when things happen like that? I mean, I don't want to say necessarily psychic or channeling, but I mm-hmm. can just pick up on information. Okay. Like okay, I mean. information. And uh, one time, I've done it since I was a kid, but I didn't really know I was doing it, you know, until the biggest eye-opener was, this is going to sound a little crazy, but uh, I had this weird connection with a honeysuckle vine, and uh, it just kind of gave me some information, and it blew my mind, and I was like, wow, you know, where did that come from? So where do you so, think it came from? You know, uh, the circumstances were just, it was a miserable weather day, Um, And it had been for some time. And I was just looking out my window and thinking, you know, I was so depressed about it. And I looked at this honeysuckle vine flailing around and just thought, I know, I bet you're just sick of it too. And before I even was done with the thought, this information just flooded me that the honeysuckle vine said, "Uh, no, the wind is my partner in the dance of life and I love it. Hmm. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I always say, like, information comes to us from all different places, right? But the key is, is us. I always say we are the channel. You know, I mean, you can you can be in one place, but if you if you set your um, receiver on one direction, that's all you're going to get information from one that place. But when you, you know, constantly open to all the directions, Mm -hmm you're going to be receiving a lot of information. So I always say it's really, I mean, I, I don't know if you heard me talking about that. I always used to say it's like, well, I'm not a psychic, but where did this stuff come from? Because I, like, I have yeah. a lot of intuitive information. Like you said, I can read people. I can, you know, uh, um, understand things before they even talk about it. You know, I can have that, you know, but it doesn't make me any different than you or Kirk or Bob or anybody else. It's just I'm channeling, I'm, I'm more focused into, you know, being open to receive information from all the different places. But the key, again, like I mentioned, with that information is to ask questions before you add right. your own perception into it, before you ruin the information. Because you receive that information, you automatically, you know, like Bob was talking about his experience with his, you know, patient or the client that he works with. You know, we talked about how we can be so judgmental, like you said, your own experience, you know, thinking that she didn't like you. So you automatically had that, you know, the, the description of that person or whatever. But when you open yourself and try to see, oh, you had a bad day, and then she opened up to you, and then all of a sudden now you figured out what's going on with her. And it had nothing to do right. with you personally, right? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and sometimes it's just like not having an expectation, you know, mm-hmm. because with you already have an expectation, like, uh, for example, a teacher with a kid that acts up a lot. Well, that teacher goes into the classroom with the attitude that kid's going to act up. Guess what? That kid acts up. Exactly. Expected him to. So if you yeah. don't have the expectation, then you can get surprised, and it's it that is magical to me. Right, right. You know, I remember a, 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 an instant where I was at Starbucks, and uh, um, it was uh, inside Barnes and Noble, and a lot of people, you know, comes in like you know they either come in on lunchtime or whatever, you know, to grab a quick coffee or whatever, or they're sitting down to read. There was this two businessmen, you know, um, right after me came in. And this young guy, he would have to be like, I don't know, maybe 19, max, even 20, young guy working behind a register. And I noticed he wasn't friendly. I noticed he had like, you know, a long face and he wasn't like, you know, I'm always trying to throw jokes and stuff like that. But then you got to like understand when you got to stop, right? Because people are not responding to you, right? So... I noticed that he wasn't, you know, kind of had a good day, whatever. So I didn't say anything to him. I just left him be, and I said, you know what? You know, you never know what's going on with him. So these two guys behind me came into the register right after me, and I'm still waiting for my drink, right? They go to him, and they ask for their order, whatever, and the guy did the same thing to them that he did to me. Long face, not happy, cranky, whatever's going on. So you know what they said to him? Hey, what's wrong with you? Why can't you smile? Why can't you, you know? And they automatically start attacking him. The guy felt like crap. So I really felt sorry for him. So, you know, the guys left. I turned around when I got my drink. I said, I hope your day goes better from now on. That's all I said to him. And he smiled. He smiled. And he said, thank you. And I said, you know what? We go on making it so personal in our own life, thinking it's yeah. all about us. And, and, you know, and the insight is, you know, it's like, you know what, open up to the possibility that somebody might have a problem or had a bad day. Even a young guy of his age can have a, you know, have a bad day. We're not immune to that. It's like how we deal with it. But you know what, maybe he doesn't know any better. I mean, he's supposed to be customer-oriented, whatever. But you know what, we don't have to be bricks either. <laughs> right. If that makes any sense. What do you think, Kirk? Still there? Uh, Kirk has his, his uh, microphone yeah. muted. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> you got it? Okay. Yeah. I always do well, that so I don't have to worry about breathing or coughing or anything on there uh, and interrupting. Okay, all right. No, I appreciate Besides, that. Besides, your we, other guest here definitely. is very nice. I love listening to her. She's cool. <laughs> yes, yes. You hear that? So thank you so much for sharing. Thank anything you. else would you like to ask? Um, gosh, I had other questions, but now I've forgotten them. Okay, that's okay. I know we're we getting, you know, close to the end of the show, and I know I have extended a little bit, but I don't want to keep everybody on. I really do appreciate you called in, and if you feel, you know, you want to um, ask another question, we're still on the air, please do so, or stay after the show if you want to chat more. Um, so thanks again for calling in. Okay, well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, my friends. So, um, Kirk is, you know, trying to close up the show. And, uh, you know, as, as I mentioned, and I'd like you to add, if you can, to some of these things that I'm saying here. 
Um, you know, first I want to start by with Albert Einstein because I the reason I keep mentioning Albert Einstein because to me he is the the he was not he is because he was the king of intuition of using his insight his insight came to him all the time he used to take naps you know that's one of the things that I always wanted to mention as far as you know some of the tips how to um to really be a little bit more intuitive but he had a lot to say about intuition he says the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. I say I'm into that. What do you say? You're asking me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I say I'm into that. You agree. So. Yes. Yes. Of course I do. As a matter of fact, okay. I, there is something that he said that goes along with that. And I was looking for it. If my fingers will actually go for it. But uh, you and I have talked about Sonia Choquette once before, a couple of times before. And for those who don't know who Sonia Choquette is, she's uh, very well-known, internationally known. And something that your ex-guest or yeah, call-in just said, and I love the way that she said it. She, goes, she, doesn't really, she didn't say it directly, but indirectly she goes, I really don't care about titles. This is who and what I do. This is who I am. This is what I do. I don't really need a title to deal with it. And that's really cool. I like that. That was one of the things that just made me go, I like this lady. She's cool. But um, Albert Einstein and Sonia Choquette have this um, have something in common because Sonia Choquette, I actually met her. I knew her a little bit, not much, uh, when I lived back in Chicago. And she was always talking about how her mother helped her to develop her abilities. And one of the things that her mother taught her was always keep your imagination alive. Even Albert Einstein, here's the quote, imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited to all we know and understanding, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there ever will be to know and understand. True that. True that. So imagination, as Shoghan puts it that way, and I agree with it all, if you want to go there, is that Imagination and intuition walk hand in hand. Yeah. Well, that is true. And yes. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, let's wrap it up um, on that note and uh, just give give our listener a few tips, like I said, to kind of help you to become a little bit more intuitive. And like I said, we're not talking psychic here. We're talking about a gift that you already have within you. You just have to, it's like a muscle. Think about a muscle. We got to train it to become a little bit more, you know, present in your life. You become more insightful. So intuition occurs, you know, like I mentioned, on the several levels. On the conscious, when you deliberate, when you're aware, and also when on the subconscious level. It's constantly working, okay? And, you know, your gut feeling is the most basic level of conscious intuition. It really is. I mean, you know, it's part of the intuition, but it's one tool, and it can go either way. It can go, you know, um, if you follow your gut feeling or not following gut feeling, are you putting your past experience into it? So here are some of the tips that I would, you know, I practice in myself, and I would suggest that you look into it, question it, see if it works for you. You know, um, practice self-awareness every single day. How would you do that? By, like I mentioned before, asking a lot of questions, you know, what's going on? What does this mean? How is this, you know, like you see something, you know, is there an insight out of what 
you know, running bus by you and has some writing on it and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, this is like, you know, has to do with my life or I, want, I need to look into it or something like that. Be present. Be present. I'm the queen of now. You got to be aware. You got to be conscious. Okay. Turn off all the distractions that are there. Okay, you know, computer, we are in the in, in, uh, information age, if you want to say, the quantum age right now that we're living in. It's all based on information. There's tons and tons of information getting thrown throw at us, right? But you got to be selective. Of that information, even when you receive it, question it. Is it what I want? What is it? What's its purpose for me? Does it help me in my life? Okay, practice tuning in. That's another tip. You gotta practice tuning in, feeling the feeling. I always say, how do you tune in? The simple way to tune in is meditation. I've shared on the air a couple of times a simple ritual that I do every single day. It does not take much of my time, and anyone can do it. Before you get out of bed, before you get out of the bed, even if you do it for five minutes, is stay in bed and practice conscious tuning. Tune into yourself by deliberately just being with you, with you, with yourself, with your inner self. And just, you know, I do the countdown. I shared with you, you know, you can count down from 25 to 1 or 0 or 50 to 1 or whatever you want to do to kind of get you, get your mind off all these thoughts that keep running in your head, right? So you start your day by clearing. You got clear. And if anything comes to you, one of the suggestions that I do, which I practice myself, again, I, any suggestion I suggest on these shows, I put them to practice because I, I do them myself. I always have my notepad or any of my journal next to my bed. Anything that comes up, comes up to me, even a, a dream that comes to me. I mean, like we talked about, intuition occurs on several levels, conscious, unconscious, subconscious, while you're sleeping. Something came to you. An insight came to you when you're sleeping. The first thing you do when you get up, write whatever you remember down. And then later on in the day, look at it, and then you'll be surprised with some of the things that comes out of it. You're going to remember more about the dream. You're going to remember about the reason behind it. You're going to try to tie in things by asking certain questions. The questions are not complicated. It's related to you. Not has nothing to do with anybody else. It's you. So why? Why did I see this person in my life? What does it mean that I saw myself going into this place and it was so crowded and then all of a sudden somebody, you know, start yelling at me, whatever it is, the dream. Why? What is it that I have to change or get rid of in my own living, waking hours? And, you know, I can't emphasize about, like, taking a few minutes a day to really meditate. If you need to use guided meditation, do it. I teach guided meditation. You know, I actually have sample on my um, my website. You can also there's a show that I dedicated directly to guided meditations that you can you can look up to, look for and and try to listen to. You can you know the information is always provided there. Just learn if you need help, ask for it to teach you you know how to become a little bit more deliberate, more conscious, more you know uh, insightful, more intuitive. And then, you know, try to pay attention to, it's not just your mind and what's going on consciously or unconsciously. It's also your physical being, your body. It's the connection between mind and body and soul, right? 
So what kind of food are you eating? Are you eating natural healthy food? Or are you putting in your body a lot of these processed toxic foods that can eventually affect how you think and how you feel as well? The more natural you go, the better you are, the more you better you think. And then watch your energy. Feel your energy because everything is energy. I swear, I, you know, I, I don't want to just say like, you know, this is, you know, it really is a fact that the more you pay attention to your energy and someone else's energy, and I mean, the, the lady came in on the show, I'm sorry, I, I, I missed your, your, your name, um, I don't think I caught it. it, you know, you said how, you know, like you were able to have the ability to read someone else's mind or, or feel somebody else's emotion, or we all have that. But that's all energy. That's because you are in the same vibration. So if you feel something is out of line, that means you're on the wrong vibration. That means there's had to be some kind of corrections there. There is no such a thing as a negative vibration or, I mean, negative energy or positive energy or somebody giving me negative vibe and somebody giving me positive vibe. It's you, your place on this planet and your energy that affecting what you are um, receiving. Where, where you set your receiver. So if things, you, the stuff that you're receiving are not in harmony with what you want in your life, maybe, perhaps, you want to question, how do I adjust my receiver? So my vibration match what I want in my life. And then, you know, there's a lot of things that we can also avoid, you know, avoiding self-sabotaging, like whether using, you know, outside, you know, whatever I call them, substance. You know, we're all free to do whatever we want to do with our life, whether it's legal or illegal. It's your life. You make the decision what is right for you. But, you know, it's, it's your only, I mean, I would say our, our body, our physical being, is the only house we have for our soul and our spirit. So if we're not taking care of our physical being, there is no house for our spirit. Because... After all, we really, you know, we just move on. So that physical being is, doesn't exist anymore because we're not taking care of it. So take care of yourself, my friend. You know, it's, it's really, it's not complicated. I mean, like I said, intuition is something that you already have. That sixth sense, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, it exists within you. To tap into it, you got to do just simple things. Be conscious. Pay attention to the things that happens in your life every day. Don't just do it once. Plan on having a journal, a notebook, a notepad, whatever you want to call it, and start writing things down. And make the connection. Start making the connection. Why does this thing show up? Why am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Why is this here? Why this is not here? What is that supposed to mean? All that information is available for you if you can start asking the right questions. But until then, you know, you're going to have some problem trying to make sense of things. But I hope I gave you enough information to just have you um, just at least think about it and, 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 and see if you can do something differently. Maybe you can get out of that comfort zone that you think it's, it's, it's okay, it's safe. Being in that safe place all the time doesn't take you places because I mentioned the, the, the thing about the ships, you know. I don't remember exact codes, but, you know, ships in the harbors are safe. 
But ships were not designed to stay in the harbor. They're designed to sail. And it's the same for you. Move, move. You got to move because everything is moving. And, and you know, how to, how to adjust and how to, to, to be able to catch up with the changes and all the information that constantly getting thrown out of us and what can I tune out and tune in and how can I question this. It's all in your hand. No one else has a control but you. So I hope I didn't, you know, give you too much information that makes you, you know, just take whatever. I, I encourage you to re-listen to the show. I want to thank Kirk for, for, for uh, contributing into the show today and his expertise. I want to thank our listeners. I know there's a bunch of you guys in the switchboard that we didn't get to you. Much love to you. Thank you so much for calling in. And thank you for joining us today because, I mean, that's really a very important topic to keep constantly re you know reopen in your life and ask yourself you know what what does this mean why is it there what am i supposed to do with it and 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 see if you can come up with the answer and of course you know anytime i'm here to help if you want to you know uh reach out to me please make sure you do you can follow the show for up-to-date information you can send me a message here you can go to my website you can send me a message there uh coaching by ria.com on on skype and anywhere you would like me to be just a phone call away or a message away. So until next time, my friend, much love to you. I appreciate each one of you. Thank you, Kirk, for being here. If you, if your microphone is muted, I just wanted to say thanks and enjoy oh, the rest of your pleasure day. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Much love. And thank you all my friends who called in. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Bob. And uh, um, much love to you guys. And until next time, be well. Remember, you are amazing. So keep it that way. Just the way you are. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.